Welcome to the Asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. Ooh, it is Friday. It is week 11. It is time. You are in the fantasy playoff crunch. Welcome into the Asylum here at FullTimeFantasy.com, at FullTimeFantasy on Twitter. And, of course, you can follow us at Asylum Football on Twitter. And to be part of Rick's mail satchel, asylumfootball at gmail.com. He'll answer all of your questions leading up to kickoff. This thing's almost over, Rick, and I don't care for it, not one bit. It's almost over, but it's really in the meat of the season. I mean, we have Green Bay, the Giants, Seattle, and Tennessee on a bye this week. Very significant. A lot of questions come in. And, uh, yeah, we are Flieger and Briggs. This is the Asylum Sports Show, the Friday Prediction Edition. And if you've been following along, you're winning money, pal. I tell you what, me and Rick tearing it up against the line. Straight not so good last week. It was pretty rough, but... Eight four and one for Mister Flieger last week against the line. I was seven five and one. I'll take it, man. Yeah, that's, that's not uh, even that great of a week, and compared to the last few, but uh, well above five hundred. And you are winning cash. Think about this this week, Rick, as you're trying to scratch and claw your way into the fantasy playoffs. Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Chris Carson, and Derrick Henry are on bye. What a brutal week. Why don't we just yeah, have two bye weeks, half the league in week seven and the other half in week eight or eight and nine? This is freaking brutal. Not to mention Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams. He finally plays a game. And finally now plays to sit a game. Back down. Yeah, he's at. Tyler Lockett, we're not sure about him. He may have a peg Still. leg now. I don't know. Or he's <laughs> yeah. fine, according to the yeah. hippie coach. It's somewhere in between, I presume. I don't know. We don't know. But anyway, let's get rolling here. We are Flieger and Briggs. Welcome into the Friday edition of the Asylum Sports Show. All right, Rick. Let's get right into it. Who you starting this week? Give me all three positions. I am starting Derek Carr against yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals. That's and a, why not, man? It's a safe one. If you've got a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers, you can do a lot worse than, than Carr. And I'll tell you what, you're not going to get any huge numbers. No. But he's been playing pretty well. And, I mean, they're, I'll tell you what, they're, what, five and four? They're right in the thick of things. Yeah, you're so. Dealing with a bye week, you, you're going to get, what, 250, two touches, hasn't really been turning it over. Right. Hey, you'll take that. And and sticking with the same game, I'm going Joe Mixon. A lot of people maybe been sitting him down. Yeah, he did. 114 yards against Baltimore. Look, when you got um, Ryan Finley as quarterback, you're you're not going to have him going by going back passing 48 times. They rushed him for 30 times against Baltimore last week. Put up 114 yards. I think Joe Mixon could be in for some more heavy usage this week. And uh, my third one, Debo Samuel. Yeah. You know, with um, Kittle, Gimpy, and Sanders dealing with the ribs, we're not real sure on them. They're painful. They may not be broken or whatever it is, but it's painful when you start taking deep breaths and taking hits there. He's so, not going to be stretching out over the middle, at least. Exactly. I guarantee you yeah. that. Samuel could be paying big dividends. He had eight for 112 last week. So um, there's my three starts. All right. At quarterback, I'm going to go a little deeper. If you missed out, and I actually. Dwayne made... Haskins. No. Oh. I actually made this move in one of my leagues for for this week alone. And going a little deeper, you miss out on Derek Carr. I think that's the kind of the obvious one for you know guys who aren't every week starters. Rick, I like your boy, 
your favorite player in the National Football League, Sam Darnold, going up against that <laughs> pathetic, yeah. sorry, no-account Redskins team. Uh, outside the Dolphins game, and I know that's a big one to put aside. And the Giants. He put up, puts up numbers against bad teams. Not to Robbie Anderson. They all go to Jamison Crowder. But right. so be it. I think Sam Darnold is a sneaky, at least sal won't kill you type of play this week. You know, you, you hear folks talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, as you're dealing with these bye weeks or, the, or these injuries, I think Sam Darnold's your safest bet there. At running back, you're probably still starting him, but I am expecting a big, big week again from Austin Eckler this week. Obviously, his production's taken a dip as. You know, it took a couple weeks, but they've got Melvin Gordon back in the fold, and, and he's playing really well, and Eckler's been getting limited snaps. He's still been scoring, right. but been involved, which is really good. You don't really want to sit him down, but yeah, you've probably not been starting him every week right. as, as you would automatically. And They're going to be trying to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs, and what better way to try to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs and with what I consider the best pass-catching back in the National Football League, so I think it's it could be a big, big PPR day for Austin Eckler. And at wide receiver, folks may be starting him every week. It, it feels like in my super secret mailbag that nobody knows about, all the questions I answer on the sly, I get asked about Curtis Samuel multiple times every week. And he's kind of been touchdown dependent a lot of weeks. I think yep. this is a big week for him going up against the Falcons. Yeah, I expect a couple things from the Falcons. They come off that big win, you know, just stunning win last week. Not stunning that they won. No division wins ever stunning. But the way they kind of dominated the New Orleans yeah. Saints, I think it's kind of a crash back to earth. This doesn't affect their defense necessarily, but no Austin Hooper, no Devontae Freeman. I think they come back to earth with a thud. That defense hasn't been very good, and I think, you know, Moore is obviously an every week start. I think Curtis Samuel slides into that guaranteed big number right. this week. Gotcha. Okay, my sits. Look, uh, we we already mentioned him, so I'm going to start at wide receiver. I gambled with him and lost big time last week. Robbie Anderson is a permanent sit from here on out. Yeah. If you can't get anything going other than what was it, one catch for 11 yards against the New York Giants, you yeah. only got targeted, I think, three times yeah. by Sam Darnold. Something's not I don't know what it is. It, I mean, because we've seen the chemistry with these two. Right, yeah. And it, there's nothing there right now. So I am not risking uh, Robbie Anderson for anything. At running back, unproductive last week against the Rams, and now that Connor's back, I wouldn't risk Jalen Samuel, quite frankly. I'm not – I just don't look for him to, to have a huge game this week. And uh, Jared Goff is my set at quarter, uh, quarterback. Brian Allen's gone. Um, Gurley's not Gurley. The Rams are precarious. We talked about that on last night's show. So, uh, I, I, it's hard to set anybody right now. Right. I, I get it, but I, I don't feel good about Jared Goff going forward. No, no, I had Jared Goff as my quarterback sit as well. It's you, you're gonna have to show me. Yeah, no cooks. You don't have your center. You know, I think Cooper Cup may catch 15 balls this week just as a as a make good. These two teams met last week. It was the worst game ever played, I believe, and I think it could be more struggles for Jared Goff. At running back, look, with the four I named, good luck sitting a running back yeah, this week. No I kid. just think Miles Sanders is going to have a bad week against the Patriots. The Patriots is kind of sets up real poorly for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Patriots get boat raced and embarrassed on Sunday night football, which would be bad enough. And then you give the hoodie a bye week. 
to prepare for. Miles Sanders has sort of started to turn the corner and kind of provided the spark to that offense. Belichick going to make sure that ain't going to happen. I think it's going to be tough, tough sledding for Miles Sanders this week. And at wide receiver, I talked about it last night, Rick. Terry McLaurin going up against the Jets. And Terry McLaurin with Dwayne Haskins is just – boy, it was fun while it lasted, but there was that chemistry there with McLaurin and Keenum, and and Haskins just isn't that dude. And so I'm I'm not messing with Terry McLaurin this week. All right, let's get into it, Rick. We're going to pick some games. As you mentioned, Packers, Giants, Seahawks, and Titans on a bye. We will start in your second home, Detroit, as the Cowboys roll in, <laughs> giving three to the Lions. Yeah, I tell you what, I don't look for Matt Stafford to be playing. No, I can't imagine. I, I just he does. can't. And, and you know, Dallas just coming off a loss against Minnesota ain't going to happen this week. I, I think Dallas wins, and I think they win big. I have Dallas thirty-one, Detroit nineteen. Yeah, I'd be tempted if I knew Matt Stafford was healthy and was going to be there. Although this line would probably be—I'm actually surprised this line's that low. Yeah, you know, me with too. the specter of Matt Stafford not being around, hanging out there. I agree. I think the Cowboys win this thing by double digits. I'll take them thirty to twenty, and really with Jeff Driscoll and that pass defense of the Cowboys, who acquitted himself. He did statistically he well. pretty well. Right. last week and considering they don't use running back yeah. what else do you he, have? he moved the ball right I'll, I'll give him that all right rick the jags coming off the bye catching three heading into indy with a presumably healthy jacoby Brissett. yeah um boy i tell you what i wrestled with this game and i, I wrestled with this game good luck never put real money on this division no i mean this these are the games <laughs> You know, we talk about we're winning money against the line. Well, the AFC South, we lose money. Yeah, everybody them, does. Just you about. Don't do it. I'm going Jacksonville 23, Indianapolis 21. Uh, Nick Foles may just come back, and I'm looking for Nick Foles. I'm excited about Nick Foles. I was at preseason. We told I told you that when we were going into the season, and um, I'm not sure about Brissett. They say he's healthy. It's a knee. He still is a bit of a mobile quarterback certainly nothing you know a big running threat but I'm going Jacksonville 23 Indianapolis 21 yeah look I have no idea like I said I I hate this division so here's how I'm going to take the Colts I'm going to lay the three it's going to be a three-point game so I just bump it up to four two (laughs) so I'm not going to predict a push here's my logic I got a Colts team getting their quarterback back who was playing really well up until the injury, coming off an unfathomable loss to the Miami Dolphins, and they're playing at home against a quarterback who hasn't played in months on top of months. So I'm going to take the rust factor. I'm going to take the motivation factor and the at-home factor. All meaningless, and I grant you that, but it's how I arrive at the Colts 24-20. But you can see how good I well, feel My logic that. was simply this. The Colts lose, the Jags win, the Titans on a bye, they're all 5-5. Five and five. That's probably actually the most <laughs> logical then. I, probably, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that. You're right, that's exactly how that's going to go. So mark that one down as a win for you. All right, Rick, the Bills coming off a tough loss in Cleveland. Let's try that again. Yeah. Laying six in Miami. i tell you what, Fitz Magic has, he's blowing the the – it's a good thing they traded for these picks because yeah. they're starting to lose ground in the number one pick. Hats off. I'm I'm sorry. I I look at the the Bengals and the Skins and the Jets and the Giants, and I look at Miami. We 
they were the butt of jokes. They're tanking, blah, blah, blah. They look like they have a plan, but the guys that are left are playing as a team. They're playing hard. And they've won two games. Yeah, and Fitzpatrick is willing them to victory yeah. this year. I don't think they can win against Buffalo. Buffalo, look, I don't know. I'm not that excited about Buffalo's chances as even a playoff team, to be honest with you. But I think they're better than Miami. I'm going Buffalo 24, Miami 20. So I'm going to have Buffalo win, but I'm going to have Miami cover. Yeah, we we agree on the Bills at 24. No logic to this, just that if I can – only have to lay six against the Dolphins where I've had to lay nearly 20 so many times this year. I'm going to go ahead and and lay that six. So I'll take the Bills here 24-13. But wouldn't be stunned if Fitzpatrick goes out and throws for 303 touches. Garbage touchdown makes it (laughs) 24-20. Who knows? I think that's what it could be. All right, this line, Rick, with Brian Allen, your your favorite college quarterback, starting for Denner. Dinner. I haven't eaten yet, so you can tell that. I'm going to get some dinner. Starting for Denver, getting 10.5 in Minnesota. Minnesota wins this game. Easily. Um, But the Denver defense is good enough, I think, to keep them hanging around for a while. I'm going Minnesota 26, Denver 17. So I'm going Minnesota win, Denver cover. We couldn't be – that was my – my argument for it, and I had it at 27-17, so I don't need to say anything. We agree 100% on that game. All right, the Saints, Rick, laying five and a half on the road in Tampa Bay. We talked about Tampa Bay, you know, before we come on the air. It's funny, and we talked about them on yesterday's show, too, or Jameis Winston, anyway. They can score points, but somewhere along the line, it's like uh, – um, a blooper reel every game. Fantastic (laughs) turnovers, all of them. This game, it's a division game. I would think that it might be tighter if New Orleans isn't coming off such a stinker against Atlanta last week. I think uh, Drew Brees lights them up. I'm going New Orleans 34, Tampa Bay 26. So I'm going to have New Orleans win and cover. Yeah, it's just this division, it's something about the South, I guess, in general, because this division is as screwy as the AFC South, only the games are more fun to watch. Yeah. Five and a half is just a lot of points on the road in that division. So I think the Saints win this game. I know the Saints win this game. But I think Tampa Bay keeps it within a field goal. I think it's a shootout. So I'm going to take the Saints here 34-31, which would be a Saints win, but a Bucks cover. All right. All right, Rick. This one I found intriguing. I know which one you're going to say. I'll bet you. I don't know. As the Jets. No. Go to Washington, and the Jets get a point and a half in Washington. That's about as intriguing as watching grass grow, as far as I'm concerned. But the I, line, I find yeah, the surprising. line, the line's interesting. Um, look, I I just cannot go unless they were playing the Bengals. I can't see um, the skins favored against anybody. Right. Um, I'm going the Jets twenty nine, Washington twenty three. Yeah, and I think that's just it. If you tell me. I can get points in Washington, as pathetic as they've been, and with Dwayne Haskins starting, right. I don't care who it is unless they're named Cincinnati. Right. You're right. I'm going to take it. So I'll take the Jets here 24-13. I don't know how the Redskins move the ball. Darius guys coming back. I'm excited about that. We'll see how that works out with Adrian Peterson, but that's all that's worth watching in this game. All right, Rick, the Falcons coming off that big wing, getting five and a half in Carolina. Yeah, that was an impressive win last week. Like you said, they, I mean, they dominated the Saints. 
And not huge numbers for Matt Ryan. It wasn't like one of these 38, 34 games. It was, right. what, 26, 9, something like that. shut yeah. them down. Yeah, where'd that come from? I have no idea. But I, I think Carolina is more in the driver's seat than Atlanta is. They're in Carolina. I like Carolina 27, Atlanta 24. So that gives me a Panther win, but a Falcon cover, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I, I danced around with that same thing, same screwy division, right, after what Atlanta did. I'm actually surprised the number's that low, being no Devontae Freeman, no Austin Hooper, and how bad the Falcons really are despite that win. L- missing out on Hooper in the red zone, I think, is the deal breaker for me. So I'm going to take the Panthers to winning cover here, 29-20. to 20. i got to have that 29 every week. Does anybody actually get 29? I need to look back at that because I predicted sh- about six times a week. I'm sure. I have the Jets 29, <laughs> Washington 23. I I'm, love that 29. Yeah. All right, Rick, the Texans getting four heading into Baltimore. That's the game I thought you said was that, intriguing. No, that's, yeah, game, that was... that's game I'm going to be watching. And this is one that I've, I'm very interested in. Baltimore, look, they've scored 300 points this year. And we all know why. And Lamar Jackson, he's phenomenal. Wow. This is exciting. <laughs> Lamar Jackson and Deshaun yeah, Watson. What a right? great matchup. I mean, wow. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm, I kicked it around. I'm going Houston. I, I think, yes, I'm going Houston. I think Deshaun Watson is magnificent. I mean, you know, everybody talking about Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, and deservedly so. But you know what? Deshaun Watson's a pretty damn good quarterback. He's also got nyak. Okay. <laughs> you really hate that. I do. You? I'm going Texans 28, Ravens 26. You piss me off, Rick. I had this big spectacle plan. I was going to make this big scene how this was my upset special of the week. And oh, and you, and you were I thought you were just scoffing no, because I was no. sticking up for Deshaun you, Watson. You, you took the moment away from me. I had the drum roll ready to go. <laughs> I was all excited, and you just took it from me, just yanked it out from underneath me. And you know what? I'm glad. This is based on only this. I don't think the Ravens are going 14-2. and two. You're having a real hard time looking at their remaining schedule, finding losses. I think they're on such a high right now that Texans, Deshaun Watson specifically, are a team that could come in there and keep up with them offensively. And so I think they just find a way in the end. So I'm going to take the Texans here 31-30. I think this is going to be a whale of a game. I love that quarterback matchup. I do too. All right, Rick. The Cardinals are surprisingly high to me, 11.5 point, getting 11.5 heading into San Francisco. Yeah, that's a lot of points. There's no doubt about that. And this Kyler Murray-led offense is starting to look like something. Right. Um, No doubt. Um, I just don't think the Cardinals are that good. And San Francisco coming off a loss. I'm going San Francisco 37, Cardinals 24. So I've taken San Francisco to win and cover. Yeah, I mean, obviously San Francisco wins this game. Obviously they're going to be angry. Look, I know it's a division game, but I just I feel like there's a letdown coming off of a game of that magnitude played to that level. It was, it was kind of the weirdest game I'd ever seen. It felt like it was Boy. really well played and really awfully played at the same time. 
oddball turnovers. Sloppily and, yeah, played, but a good game. A, yeah, an intriguing game and a really hard-fought game. I think you're San Francisco. You're at home. You know the Cardinals stink. You got the rookie quarterback who's playing great, but you got the rookie quarterback. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a letdown here. San Francisco wins this thing, but it's closer than it should be. I, I could easily see this being a 10-point game, and that's what I'm going to go with. 49ers 27, Cardinals 17. So that's going to be a Niners win, but I think the Cards do cover that number. Another double-digit one. It's just week after week, three and four double-digit spreads is just so rare for the National Football League. Although it's been so common this season, as the Bengals get ten and a half heading out to Oakland. Yeah, and and it's tough because we talk about Derek Carr not putting up these big numbers. They don't you know, feel like a team that's going to blow anybody out. No, exactly, and yet I. I Try to analyze things and try to come up with the with the best scenario. I can. I came out with Oakland twenty seven, Cincinnati fifteen. So that gives me an Oakland yeah. win and a cover. I, I'm just you give me ten and a half points. I'm trying to find a way to take those points. Yeah. And the argument is the Raiders just really don't blow people out. But the counter argument is the Cincinnati Bengals are just that freaking bad. Yeah. If Andy Dalton was still playing as bad as he's been, I'd be tempted. But I'm with you. I'm going to take the Raiders here, 24 to nine, and I don't know how the Bengals get to nine. Cincinnati has played nine games. Obviously, they're 0 and nine. Yes. Their point differential is minus 122. <laughs> Whew. So, I mean, they are getting beaten by what? Over what is 10 that? 14, a 15 points yeah. a game yeah. every week. Yeah, and, and you know what I think? And that the was with a one-point loss against Seattle in week one. Right, yeah. And I think the Raiders are for real. They're, again, not the type of team they're going to blow out. They're a good football team. Yeah, they this are. This isn't smoking mirrors with them. All right, Rick, the Patriots laying only three and a half as they go into Philadelphia. And I like to have, you know, I like to have a, a mixture of, okay, so-and-so wins, and, but, the, but the other team covers or whatever. Can't see it. In this game, coming off a bye, the hoodie just – they just scare you coming. You get oh, two yeah. weeks to prepare. Uh, Philadelphia is still eh, – they're kind of in flux. You, you yeah. know what I mean? It's not like – They feel like they're just a whole bunch of okay right now. Right, exactly. So I'm going New England 20. I still think it's going to be a pretty good game. I have New England 28, Philadelphia 23. So I have the Patriots winning and covering. See, I think the Patriots just wax them. You got that bad feeling coming off that Baltimore game. You give them a week off. And look, anytime from a betting perspective, anytime I can take the Pats and only lay three and a half, I'm going to take it. But I think the Patriots win this one pretty big. I'm going to go 37 20. All right, Sunday night football, Rick. I think a game we would have expected to be good a month ago, but turns out might be kind of a dud is the Bears. Now, this this is an intriguing line. The Bears getting six and a half heading out to L.A. to take on the Rams. And I think this is going to be a very intriguing game, but not for the same reason that, that we, we would have thought, thought in week right. one. Um, this, this is going to be a battle of wills and defense, uh, as simple as that. And we talked about the woes of um, the Rams losing Brian Allen. Uh, Goff looks shaky. Gurley's just not Gurley. Cooks has been banged up. Um, Trubisky has been awful. Yeah, actually stepped up a little bit last week. No, no question about that. Um, Allen Robinson, a, a 
just a big time talent. I, I really and wish they had a competent quarterback in that offense. The receive reception oh, numbers. He's Allen put up Robinson this year. on the Patriots. Ooh. Allen Robinson <laughs> on the Steelers. The uh, the Packers. Uh, it's just uh, yeah, you'd love to see that. But I tell you what, they're both in precarious positions. And and I'm going with my preseason favorite. I'm going with the Bears 23, Rams 22. So I'm going to win and cover. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you got the Bears out right there. Look, I'll start with the betting line. Rams aren't good enough to beat anybody by six and a half right now. So I'm going to take the Bears to cover. Where I struggle is who wins this game. I still don't know. I'm going to take the Rams here, 20 to 17. I just feel like there's got to be a pride factor, right? There just has to be. And I can't imagine that offense with those weapons. Cooper Cup, like I said, he might catch 15 this week just as a make good for, for <laughs> last week. I just, in the Bears, I don't trust them to put up seven. I'm going to give them 17. I'm going to assume one of them are defensive. I just, so I'm going to take the Bears to win this thing, but the Rams to win this thing, but the Bears to cover. And Monday night football in the football mecca known as Mexico City, as the Chiefs lay three and a half against the Chargers. You know, and there's something very interesting. We were talking about this AFC West. We have Kansas City at six and four, Oakland at five and four, Chargers at four and six. Interestingly, the Chargers at four and six have a point differential of plus thirteen. Oakland at five and four has a point differential of negative thirty-two. Wow. Okay? okay. That's interesting. Kansas City loses this game to the Chargers. The Chargers are five and six. Kansas City six and five, depending on what the Raiders do. Man, this thing is yeah. tight. I mean, this is this is a crucial game. I can't remember what you said the spread was. Three and a half. Chiefs minus three and a half. Patrick Mahomes back. Tyreek Hill. I like the Chiefs. 34. Chargers 26. So I'm going to have the Chiefs win and cover. Yeah, I'm at 33-27. So we view, yeah. view this game. It's just they can't, right? They have to win this division. They, they can't lose this game. And if they win, it's going to be by a touchdown. Yeah, presumably. So we're going to take that. And, and you know what will happen. Is oh, Phil Rivers uh, will throw for 340 and yeah. five touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, I, I Keenan don't... Allen will come out of nowhere and have 18 catches. Yeah, It'll be right. crazy. All right. You've got mail. Asylumfootball at gmail.com, at asylumfootball on Twitter. Rick, let's do it. All right, hang on. Get into that satchel. <clears throat> You're getting more and more ridiculous with this every week. I love it. I am that corny. It's heavy. I like cornball radio. I'm not allowed to use my little stick drive anymore. Nah, that thing pisses me off. Nah, I don't care for it. That's banned. Okay. Here we go, young man. The first one is very easy. Griffin writes, I have Wilson on a bye. So, is it Josh Allen? Or? You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a battle of Allens. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Allen, Panthers. Help me out. Kyle. Kyle. God damn. I couldn't. I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, those are both good matchups. Yeah. I'm believing in Kyle. Give me Kyle. <sighs> you think it's Josh? Playing the Dolphins. 
I just I've kind of lost faith in Josh Allen. I, I've predicted him a lot, and he hasn't been bad, but he's been underwhelming. Kyle Allen could go out and put up. Is there a scenario where Josh Allen throws for three hundred yards? I don't think there I, is. No, Kyle but he could Allen. run for two touchdowns. That's well, the thing. That's true. I, you know what? Let, let's go with Kyle. I'm well, good I, either way against the, against the Falcons. I mean, this could be a shootout. Of course, we thought about that with the Saints too, and they only gave up nine points to right. the Saints. So I. Boy, I tell you, you can flip a coin with me. I, I'm going Kyle. I'll go with you Let's on that it. one. There. We'll go with Kyle. Okay, just because I got out of whack because I was reading something else, <laughs> and I my mind went out. blank. Yeah, it was your just, age. I worry about these was things. Just, well, seems to me last week you were sitting. Well, there I do it all and the you time. Just stared at me. I'm like, he just had a stroke. But I'm easily distracted. So, all right, Cliff writes. I have Derrick Henry and Chris Carson on a bye. That's no bueno. That's no bueno. It is PPR, so could you pick two? I can. Tariq Cohen, Adrian Peterson, Royce Freeman. All right. I think Adrian Peterson's the obvious one here, right? The Jets is a good matchup. Yeah. I know Geis is coming back, but Bill Callahan, his only right. goal, as stated here before, is to get the game over as soon as reasonably possible, so the opportunities will be there. Cohen and Freeman's tough. It, you know, it's not tough. You're, it's you're, got to be Freeman, right? Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I know Cohen's, Cohen's been completely uninvolved. We scored last week, but that's that's – he had minimal touches. Yeah, and I think he had one reception, but he scored. Yeah, I mean, you know, it saved the day. Head coach, not an idiot. You know, he's been getting into Montgomery more, but they're still right. not getting Cohen involved. Look, I hate Freeman. I think Philip Lindsay is way head and shoulders above all of that. But yeah, he's safer here. I agree. Okay, you're gonna like this. Uh, one. Why do you do this? <laughs> I forgot. I had forgotten, but yeah. Uh... No, no, no booze. You have to listen to the question here now. Okay. All right. Pick my receivers in a half-point PPR. All right, so you're not going to give me the name. Yes, you're doing it for the Sandman. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> when are the two of you going to grow up? All right, Sandman, what do you have here? Half point PPR. I need two receivers. All right. Kenny Stills, Muhammad Sanu, Sammy Watkins, Dante Pettis, Terry McLaurin. Seems to me the Sandman might have, uh, yeah, maybe a Tyler Lockett or Devontae Adams or somebody I, on a buy here, but it looks so. at this dreck. Yeah, so we get two, right? Sanu jumps off the page at me on this list. It's only half-point PPR. Right. He has seven or eight catches this week. Pettis is no. Watkins is no. This comes down to Stills and McLaurin. Will Fuller likely to play. I'm going to take, even though he was my sit this week on this list, it's going to be McLaurin. He's a number one receiver, albeit on a horrific offense. Right. He's their number one option. So Sanu and McLaurin for me. Yep, I'm the same way. Okay, Sue writes. A boy named Sue? No. I think I... he can make that song now, or is uh, that offensive? Yeah, not offensive to me. I think it's a well, damn good song. couldn't offend you with a 12-pound <laughs> hammer. but <laughs> no. Now, Sue doesn't say if it's standard or PPR or half-point PPR, but it's just simply Latavius Murray or David Johnson. Oh, Which... You can't play David Johnson. Hey, he is a disaster right now. Yeah, but how much 
I mean, Latavius Murray was single digits last week. Of course, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because they didn't really do much anything offensively. In Tampa Bay, they're good against the run. This has to be Murray. David Johnson, I can't believe I'm saying it. He's obviously not healthy. Something's up with that back. Some it's it's so bad right now. Right. It's it's Murray. It's a tough spot to be, and I feel for you, Sue. I mean, right. You, David Johnson was your number Latavius one. Latavius Murray back. will be involved in the game. He will be, and David Johnson. They may lock him out of the building. You, you yeah. just don't know. Right. He may be helping the janitor mop right. up the floor. Yeah. I have no Something's idea what's up. going on. Something's up there. So yeah, it's not going to feel good, but you're going to have to play uh, Murray this week. Gotcha. Okay, Jamal writes, and this is interesting because we don't get a lot of those, so that's why I included this one just for the show. Buffalo D or Denver? Oh, okay. So. Buffalo's playing Miami. Denver, I have to look at the schedule again because I'm not really. Yeah, I'm blanking on who Denver plays myself. We just picked all these games, and I flubbed all over that one too. Where the heck did it go? Uh, Vikings. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, so it's Buffalo. It's got to be Buffalo. Yeah, if as much, much as Fitzmagic has it going on, he, he'll turn you. He'll give it to you a couple times. Yeah, you'll probably get some points just out of, just because it is Fitzmagic. Right. So yeah, definitely Buffalo. Okay, Tom writes. He's torn at tight end in a PPR format. Aren't we all at this <laughs> point? Go ahead. Eric Ebron or Noah Fant? I'm sitting here thinking, man, there's got to be somebody else out there. Right? You know, I'm gonna roll the dice with Fant here. I think you you started to see before. You know, I know where he's coming from. He had that 112 yards, a touchdown, but it was like on what three catches or something. It, you know, yeah. three or four yeah. catches. It, yeah, Fant. Doyle I, Doyle seems to be kind of taking yep. taking the reins back from from Ebron. So and we were talking about that yeah. in the preseason, yeah, especially in the and red it zone. Took a little time mm-hmm. for that to happen, but I think a lot of that was because. We were talking about before it was Andrew Luck. Right. Of course, we remember that chemistry with Doyle and Luck, but he's still taking over. He's he's that Greg Olson type tight end, yeah. as opposed to Ebron with that one arm grab in the back of the end right. zone. He can make that spectacular play, but you also see him drop three. Yeah, and it, so yeah, when you're making a decision between those two guys, you're chasing the upside. The upside's all with Fant. Look, he could go out and get one for negative three as well, but the it's the upsides there. Yeah, it's similar to that in a Hawkinson. There's so many of those guys. Vance McDonald held to that point. There's right, everybody not named Ertz, Kelsey, and Hooper have been <laughs> at this year. Right, and Andrews. I keep forgetting Waller. Andrews. Why yeah. Waller again? I was just <laughs> lamenting that last exactly. night. Yeah, Waller. Okay, let's see here. Where are we at? Okay, Tom. Yeah, we did the tight ends. We'll go with Fant. Quincy writes. Quincy. I like that name. Quincy. Yeah, That's Quincy. You dignified. remember? Uh, remember that show, Coach? Yeah. Who was Where, Quincy on Coach? He was the Luther's Basset Hound. Remember, he used to pull him around the wagon. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't. If you just gave me a year and offered me a million dollars, I'd have never come to Quincy. But that was yeah. what his name was. Yep. That was a good show. Yeah, it was. And then there was actually a show called Quincy. Jack Klugman pay, paid or played. Um, what do you call them? The you know they perform autopsies. You know the oh the medical examiner. Yeah, the medical examiner. After yeah, um, I forget what. But it was always every every body brought into Quincy was a murder, well, and he had sure. to solve it. You know, I just remember my favorite episode was 
now I'm blanking on his name, the assistant coach, the old guy. Luther. Luther. Yeah. I don't know why. I kept wanting to call him Dauber. I got Dauber on <laughs> yeah. the line. But he, he came in all mad one time. The local restaurant had all-you-can-eat pancakes, and they threw him out <laughs> because he was eating too many pancakes. Yep. And it was like 15 minutes of, how can you call it all-you-can-eat pancakes? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's stupid things stick in your head. I was just oh, a kid. But that, great reminds me, that reminds me of a, a Sanford and Son. You remember Sanford oh, and Son? Uh, they were sitting at a restaurant, him and Lamont, you know, all-you-can-eat restaurant, you know. And uh, he was sitting there, yeah, because this, this is great or whatever. This great big guy comes walking up, picks her plates up, you know. Old Red Fox, you know, Fred, he goes, hey, what are you talking about, man? The sign says it's all you can eat. He says, that's right, and that's all you can eat. <laughs> he walks away. <laughs> there you go. Okay, now Quincy has probably turned the oh, show yeah. off. <laughs> Sorry, Quincy, what you got? <laughs> Sorry about that. But anyway. Um, God, this show sucks. <laughs> I'm having fun. Yeah, I, I do. Care. Yeah, I don't... Okay, Carr against Cincinnati. Or Kyler Murray against San Francisco? Uh, Carr. I think Kyler Murray. Murray? Todd Gurley and. Kyler Murray could have a really good game, but no. that's You, th- you think? I mean, that, that, uh, see, we talked about he's that. He's just trending the right direction. No, I'm not talking about Murray. I'm talking about, you know, Carr's always that modest 210, yeah. 220, a touchdown or two. I'll tell you what. If you. You could talk me into Murray if you well, want to I'm, get bold I'm going to. Give this little caveat to Quincy. If you're sitting at whatever eight and two, seven and three, something like that, go with Carr. Bingo. Yeah. If you're close to the playoffs and maybe not out, you're chasing the points. Murray's I'm your start. You. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, hundred percent. Charlie writes, a guy has Wilson on a buy and made me this offer. So Ooh, I think okay. we need to blow it up. He wants to give me Joe Mixon for Kirk Cousins. I have Phil Rivers as a quarterback, too, and my running backs are Gurley, I had on Johnson, Geis, and Devontae Freeman. i take this in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, just for Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins isn't his number one. Is well, he saying? actually is, but he has he'll Rivers. He'll go to Phil Rivers. He'll go to Rivers, but he'll be gained. Look, Devontae Freeman's already out for a couple of games. Yeah, Joe yeah. Mixon steps right in as your RB2. So Bingo. you can get an RB2 for... And uh, he may turn into your RB1 the yeah. way Gurley's playing. I yeah. mean, I know Gurley was probably your number one pick, but he hasn't uh, panned out all that well. I would hit that accept button yeah. right now, I'll Charlie. I'll take it. I'm with you. Chuck. All right. Caleb writes, I need a flex in PPR. Tevin Coleman, Jordan Howard... Mike Williams, Taylor Gabriel. Well, Gabriel's out, that's for sure. Yeah, so this is Coleman, Howard, Williams. I don't like Howard's matchup this week. I can't imagine, although Ravens had a lot of success running right up the gut, which is what Jordan Howard does. I I don't think they're going to be in this game. Coleman or Williams. PPR, you said. Trying to keep up with uh, yes. Trying to keep up with yes. Kansas City. God, y'all have to hold your nose every time you pick him. But I'm going to take Mike Williams here in what should be a shootout. I I have to agree. I I like Tevin Coleman. You could talk me into him. Yeah, he'd be because the safe he's a play. safer pick yeah. exactly. But I think Mike Williams is a higher ceiling, especially if what happens happens. Or what happens, what we talked about, actually does happen where Phil Rivers decides he's Johnny Unitas right. for a game mm-hmm. and San Diego wants to get back into this game. 
San Diego. I did it again. It's always going to be Get San back Diego into here. this race. Um, yeah, go with Mike Williams. Finally, Kurt writes, here we go, buy question again. Rogers is on a buy. Yep. And uh, I don't even think there's any discussion. This isn't even hard to me. Goff or Fitzpatrick? It's Fitzpatrick, isn't to it? To me, it is, yeah. Sounds Not dumb even to say, but it's Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I've got to go with Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sounds weird to say. That All is right. it, man. We go home. That's it. All right. All right, man. That shit goes <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. All right, well, hey, thanks for joining us. Good luck this week. Rick will answer those questions right up till kickoff at Asylum Football on Twitter, asylumfootball at gmail.com. Of course, check out everything over at Full Time Fantasy, at Full Time Fantasy on Twitter and fulltimefantasy.com. Good luck this week. Be back Thursday. Till then, we'll see you. Take care. <laughs>